Welcome to Sustain Now podcast. In this podcast, we are discussing the challenges and solutions to address the climate crisis by rethinking the value chain from designing, producing, and distributing goods to reach the ultimate goal, zero emission. This podcast is hosted by Frederike. She is the co-founder of an e-commerce platform, active in different boards, and a tech lover. In this episode, she is talking with Stella Harper and Darius Stultz. Darius co-founded the student initiative Circular Horizon with the goal to develop a scalable carbon removal project based on biochar. They are participating in the 100 million US dollar X prize challenge by Musk Foundation. To win the grand prize, teams must demonstrate a working solution at a scale of at least 1,000 tons removed per year. Stella Harper is an ETH material science student who joined the team later in the communications department. The student initiative already has 40 student members and they are searching actively for companies to support them with expertise and financing. This will be a short episode to present Circular Horizon Initiative. Hello Stella, hello Darius. Thank you so much for joining my podcast Sustain Now. Thank you so much for having us. We're happy to be here. Yeah, happy to be here. Um, usually I'm presenting like company solutions or uh, expert opinions, but today we're actually talking about a student initiative called Circular Horizon, created by university students. First, I thought it's like only ETH, but I think it's several ones, a different university. So I would really like that you explain quickly to my listeners what Circular Horizon is and why you started it. Yes, thank you. As you said, uh, Circular Horizon is a student initiative. We're located at several universities in Switzerland. I myself study at the University of Bern, but we're also positioned at the University of Basel, uh, University of St. Gallen, and others also. Um, but since we're an engineering team, we're mainly focused around ETH because they have great engineering students. And why did you start it? What has been the initial you know the initial start or the initial idea behind mm -hmm. it's just not someone comes up and say like oh let's start a student initiative with 40 people so it's uh, quite a lot maybe you can explain a little bit why you started it because i think darius you are the co-founder correct correct yes i am back in 2018 i joined uh, an eth student project uh, swiss loop um, from where I then went off and basically founded Swiss Loop Tunneling, uh, another student project around ETH. Uh, we were all, always also working with people from other universities, but we were always located around ETH basically mainly. Um, and then after doing the Swiss Loop Tunneling project uh, till 2021, I um, started Circular Horizon again with people from the prior project to take part in the Carbon Removal XPRIZE, uh, hosted by XPRIZE and uh, financed by the Musk Foundation. Yeah, I read about it that, um, that this is part of this Musk Foundation project, Challenge XPRIZE. I think it's a prize for 100 million, uh, mm. quite a bit, and it's running quite a while. Can you explain a little bit more about this challenge? Like, is how many are participating? Is it, I think it's running like four years. Can you still participate? Uh, can you g give a little bit more background? I don't know if you, Stella or Darius, can do that. I'll give that one to Darius. <laughs> of course. So, um, as I said, XPRIZE is a foundation. They host many of these challenges, or prizes as they call them. And this one is financed by the Musk Foundation, 
with 100 million US dollars, as you said. Yeah, and this is running uh, from from 2021 to 2025, uh, four years. So we're now somewhere in the middle of it and you can still participate. Um, I don't know how many teams are taking part in this. Uh, I think hundreds, if not thousands. There are different stages and so far... I think 15 people, uh, 15 teams have been awarded uh, with 1 million, plus a student competition has been hosted too, where they also got some money. Um, we have not been part of this because we started too late, basically. But since these were only financing rounds, it's not a problem. We can still take part in the finals and just finance the project ourselves, basically. The goal so the, of the competition, yeah. sorry, <laughs> the yeah, goal of go the ahead. competition is to... Uh, build a system of any kind, basically, that can sustainably uh, capture 1,000 tons of CO2 per year, and which is also feasible to be scaled up to one megaton and one gigaton scale per year. One of the requirements for a project to submit is scalability and really like removing car carbon. What are different carbon removal uh, solutions out there and what kind of project you're actually focusing on? I think one of the <clears throat> most prominent ones out there is uh, direct air capture. It's on the media a lot. There's also this huge company in Switzerland, uh, Climeworks, that does it, um, which is one of the reasons why we're not doing it, <laughs> because they are already doing it, right? Uh, it's also an ETH spin-off. So it would be kind of cheap to follow <laughs> their path. Um, but also we just think that there need to be different solutions to this pro uh, problem, right? It's a huge problem and there need to be hundreds, if not thousands of companies and projects doing different ideas, different technolo technological um, yeah, ideas, basically. And that's why we... Uh, are focusing on biochar, which is partly a nature-based solution, but partly also a techno technology-based solution, right? Can you explain a little bit more what biochar is? Of course, yes. So <clears throat> biochar basically is a storage solution. If you think about any plant growing, it takes CO2 out of the atmosphere and stores it for a certain time. But then after it dies, it basically decays and re-releases re the CO2 back into the atmosphere. And if you produce biochar out of bio-waste, which could be any plant basically, you store the carbon that was in this plant for a very long time as carbon, as charcoal basically, but it's called biochar, over hundreds if not thousands of years. Can you reuse it then for anything, biochar? Or is it just a storage which you can keep and uh, like storing it in a stone or something like that? But can you use it for something? You should not burn it. You should not uh, use it for barbecue because else the CO2 is re-emitted again. Mm -hmm. um, but you can, for example, bring it into the soil or bring it into cattle food. So it ends up in the soil of farmers, which then supposedly, I should say, probably <clears throat> raises soil productivity. But there are also other options that are being explored. For example, people are looking into using biochar for an addition to cement to also store it very long time in cement. And that's 
going to be primarily your project which you're going to submit? Is it just one project? Is it going to be several projects you're going to submit? Or is it just the one thing, biochar, and that's going to be what you're submitting? It's that one thing, biochar, for the X Prize. Uh, the association should also be there after the X Prize and look into different things. So this really should be a long-term project for generations of students to come. But for the X Prize till 2025, we are looking into just biochar. And I think it's already a lot of work for us to only do that so far. <laughs> I think maybe, maybe I can add that what's interesting about the association is that I think the X Prize was sort of the goal or the target. But during you know, the formation of the last year also, there's just been development. And I think it's extremely interesting that there's not only the technological aspect we're focusing on now, but also we're trying to create a community platform and have more education when it, or education possibilities as a community, especially in Switzerland. Um, so we're also trying to expand and not only focus on the technologies. So what, what do you mean by community? How do you want to create that? Well, we're trying to get as many people involved as possible. We're also thinking about creating our own podcast. Or actually, we're already working on it. Just uh, similar to you to be able to educate people when it comes to the problems of CO2, the climate crisis, and also explaining what we're doing and how people can help. Um, so we're really trying to get into the education aspect of it. We're also planning on creating a climate conference on a Swiss level, so something a little smaller than the climate conferences we hear about in the news, but so people can really participate and we can talk about yeah, the climate crisis in Switzerland. Nice. So Circular Horizon is not only for the price created, but also for continuously developing the climate topic or the addressing the climate topic here in Switzerland. Uh, very nice. If we come back to biochar, there's, it's not the first, you're not the first ones with the idea. And I think a lot of other teams are working on biochar as well. What makes your solution different and more scalable? Yes, there are many other projects doing this. So what we are doing differently is we started with a design that is completely new. So we started Uh, to design a reactor, a pyrolysis reactor, which is the process of burning uh, bio-waste to biochar, uh, which is complete, completely new and hasn't been out there yet. So what we hope um, with the smart ETH engineers, and I can say that because I'm from University of Bern, right, um, is to basically change the technology in a way so we're more efficient and can produce biochar in a either more efficient way or at least in a way where we can use different um, kinds of bio-waste, not only wood as it's done in Switzerland so far. Because if you think about scaling it to one gigaton, etc., then you need a lot of biomass exactly. for doing that. What about, um, is there enough biomass? Because I hear a lot about different projects which want to use biomass as the base for like chemical process, for methanol, for a lot of different things. So it feels like everyone tries to go back to biomass to kind of extract the molecules to actually go forward, to use it for storage or anything else. Do, what do you limits do you see in that solution towards uh, biomass and How can you circumvent it? Is there other way of um, using something else than um, wood, as you said? I mean, I can 
give my opinion on that and then Darius can add. Um, I think there is enough biomass residues in the world. The problem is that they're not all in one space, right? So it's going to be hard to become CO2 neutral if you want to have to transport the biomass. I mean, Africa alone, I think, has half a million ton of residues um, in biomass. But I mean, get them from here to Switzerland is the problem, um, becoming CO2 neutral. So I don't think it. the goal should be to only have one uh, solution when it comes to carbon removals, but a mixture of them. We can't forget also the natural solution of just trees. Um, but there's also other technologies that are, you know, out there. And I think if we can get a mix and then stay in the scalability of each, you know, location, each country working on what's best for them, what's most efficient for them, then that's the best way to go forward. How far are you in this project? Uh, if you think about the, maybe the technology readiness level or anything like that where you can describe how far are you already in the project? We're currently in the prototyping phase. Uh, in the next month we should finish the prototype and then move on to testing it. And in September we will then reveal the technology and what we are planning to the public. Uh, in our reveal event. From there on, basically, we will move on to building the whole system um, from crushing, drying, uh, burning the biomass to really having the biochar uh, as a product. So far in the prototype, we're only focusing on this reactor and just We're going to use uh, wood pellets as biomass so we don't have to dry or crush them. But we're just going to scale this up in iterations basically till next year we then reach this one kiloton level. Uh, for the finals we have to be ready at end of 2023 basically. Do you know already the date of the re revealing party? Uh, it's going to be end of September but we didn't fix it yet. But as soon as mm -hmm. we will, we will also send you an invitation, of course, and others. Great. So we can have <laughs> we can have a huge networking opera also and just exchange with many smart people, we hope. Very nice. If you if you like I already said like it's, it has been a big team. So what have been your roles um, in this in this project? Maybe let's start with Stella. What has been your role? And since mm -hmm. when are you, did you join? I mean, um, Darius has been here a lot longer than I have. I only joined in February. Um, I am in the communication team. So I work on, yeah, media, bringing the message out there, getting the message out there, thinking about in what way we want to form specific story plot lines. Um, so that's what we do in the communication team. We're also working on the podcast, as I've already mentioned. And yeah, I got in by knowing a lot about the ETH network. So I started off uh, helping a out a little when it came to networking and knowing people and getting in contact with professors um, to really help us as also as partners. And now I'm focusing on the communication aspect of it all. And Darius has Great. been there a lot longer. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you, you also study at the ETH. I study environmental science at ETH. And Darius, like you've been, of course, the co-founder. Um, but what is your role as CEO in that project? Yeah, there's that title, right? What, what does it even mean? <laughs> uh, I don't exactly. know either. Um, <laughs> 
basically I'm just doing whatever is needed, right? I'm trying to guide the association more in terms of strategy, uh, long-term decisions, where are we headed? Yeah, just so we basically have this North Star where we are guided. But on a daily basis, I'm just trying to help everyone on the team perform at their best, which is a difficult task. If you ask me, if you um, think about that, we're mostly students and only working part-time, right? So it's really hard to just organize everyone's schedule, be there at the same time. Because we're not working from like 8 to 5, uh, we're mostly working from 5 to 11 or so, right, in the evening mm -hmm. where everyone's already exhausted and had their day. Um, but yeah, I think it's going well. Um, we're still growing, we're moving forward. And I'm just trying to make this possible, basically. Do you work together with other companies and how do you finance it? Yeah, so we finance the projects or have always been financing these projects that we have been doing now, Swiss Loop, Swiss Loop Tunneling, also Circular Horizon. I think Swiss Loop Tunneling was also an Elon Musk or a Musk challenge, correct? Exactly, yes, basically both those projects. So Swiss Loop took part in the Hyperloop competition, which was hosted by SpaceX and Elon Musk, yes. And uh, Swiss Loop Tunneling was part of the Not a Boring competition hosted by the Boring Company, also by Elon Musk. And then we moved on to Circular Horizon um, exactly for this X Prize. Um, and we're financing all of these projects by marketing, by doing marketing for companies, basically. So what we do is we, we talk to companies that want to be associated with projects, with sustainable projects, um, with student projects also, especially. And basically, they support us with financials and with also their expertise or just their space where we can do our prototyping, etc., etc. So it's like kind of sponsorships, grants more. Exactly. What we also do is we apply for uh, money at foundations and we also use that, of course. And if I would be now a company, maybe you know, even a startup in the carbon removal space and I would like to tap into you know, your knowledge, you have 40 people, super engaged students. Is there any way to work with you together now um, or to collaborate? Uh, what, what, if someone listens now and thinks like, oh, that would be great to do something together, how, how can they do that? Of course, yes. I think the easiest way is to reach out through our website But we're also on LinkedIn or Instagram. You can also text us there. Yeah, we have this contact email on the website where you can contact us and we will definitely uh, contact you and fight for your support because we definitely need it. Um, we need financial support still, but we also need expertise uh, from people in the industry because we are still students and We kind of know what we're doing, of course. We're always moving towards being more professional, but there's a lot to learn and, yeah, we can use some help there. Great. Just um, one or two last questions. So the tunneling project, did something happen? So is, is, can we see something here in Switzerland, uh, a tunnel which has been created by you? Or is there any tangible what we can look at? 
you will be able to see a tunnel created by Swiss Loop Tunneling. And, but so far there hasn't been one. There has been te have been tests uh, for tunneling, but they will also have an event where they actually drill a tunnel. Uh, I'm not actively part of the team anymore. Some of the team members of Circular Horizon are more uh, included there still. But uh, I think you can just find out what they are doing on their websites with Loop Tunneling um, or Instagram also. But of course, they are still ongoing and will also be there for many generations of students. So you already said like how, how people can contact you. You said the website, uh, the, the contact form. Is there anything else what uh, you need as a support from you know, the community? You said financing, you know, maybe some knowledge. Is there anything else uh, how we can support you in this great challenge? I think expertise and knowledge is what we are really looking for. We're also obviously open for any students who want to join. Uh, I think that's important. We're very flexible and we actually like that we're growing and that we always get new students who are interested and engaged and bring a part of their interdisciplinarity with them. But we also always are looking for spaces to, um, you know, use to look at like lab spaces for our prototypes, but also just we're working in the student project house right now. We're always looking for more um, space for like the podcast, for example. But yes, I think mainly right now it's knowledge, people looking at our project and giving us a little bit of their expertise to further develop it. Fantastic. So thank you so much for joining my podcast. It has been a pleasure to learn a little bit more about being you know, so engaged in this carbon removal project um, and creating this uh, initiative. It's really great. And I'm really excited to have you here on my podcast. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you for having us. Thank you for joining today's episode. You can find the show notes, background materials and contact details of our guests on our website, sustainnow.ch. Follow and share our podcast on any platform available. Do you have a comment or interesting solution to take a deep dive? Please don't hesitate to go to our website, sustainnow.ch, and write us an email.